Here we are. Can everybody see and can everybody hear? Because this oh, is my wow. first time running the show without Jeff, and I have no fucking idea. What I'm close doing. You need to talk really close. I had brought Courtney on the show tonight. Hey. In case you guys don't know, I am Joelle of Solid Canine Training. This is Courtney. She's our head trainer. She's a total badass. She helps rehab all the dogs at the facility. And uh, now tonight we're going to hear her talk dogs with us. So this is going to be a fun time. Her first time ever on the podcast. Yes. And um, we are known for working with really hard dogs. That's what we do. This podcast is for usually just stopping unwanted behaviors. People aren't coming on here to ask, like, how do you teach a dog a down stay? Like, how do I get my dog to have better duration? It's more like, how do I get my dog to stop charging the fence or right. reacting on the leash? Like, that's what we do. Um, so this is an audience participation show. Ask your questions. We will answer. We might rant a little bit. Depends. Yeah. You have to get close, Courtney. <laughs> oh, I'm constantly going to be on Courtney's ass about talking close enough to the mic. So if you guys can hear, let us know. I would really appreciate yeah. it because this is a totally new format for us tonight. Um, also, quick announcement. We have opened Black Friday on the website. So if you guys have been waiting to get courses or are on the fence about courses for whatever reason, everything's 40% off, bundles included. And these courses will literally change your life, like Seriously, straight up. For real, though. <laughs> like, like you will spend maybe a couple hundred dollars, and you'll have a completely turned dog by Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like, I mean, obviously by Christmas time, that's what people want. Like, yeah. You're know, having like, people over. You're having over. company over. And the last thing you want to do is arguing about the dog at your family get together because that's pretty much a guarantee no one will come back next year, <laughs> unless that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right. So here we go. All right. Yeah. How do we do this? I will read um, the questions and then I figure we'll both just kind of, we'll both answer. It feels so weird being here compared to looking at it. Like, I'm it's literally weird. Like, now, what do I do with my hands? I'm like, <laughs> you can just put them on the desk. Just hold them down. Just here. Hold them. You're like, I'm like, like burgundy. These, yeah. Literally. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try my best. Here we go. All right. Everyone says sound is good. good. So that's good. All right. Here we go. Which camera? So yeah. you're going to be looking at both. Oh, We're on two both. separate cameras. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Deb says, can't be there for the live, but want to be sure you give my well wishes for Jeff. Feel better soon. He does work very hard, just like you do. Yeah. Jeff is. He's on the mend. We really, we read every single message. I'm sending him all the messages. We really, really appreciate you guys. And it's times like this that it's like, wow, we have an amazing community and so many people who care about us. And it's like, I've definitely cried a lot the past couple of days. Just like, we just love you guys. It really means the world. Jeff has seen every single comment. So even if we haven't answered you, just know we're reading them all. Thank you. Um, Snuggle Buns says, hey, everyone. Hey, Snuggle Buns. Uh, B says, hey, Courtney, you are a badass. Hey. <laughs> Avi is a regular. <laughs> um, can hear you. Can hear you. Okay, awesome. Avi says, loving the trick training. Thanks, Courtney. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm Such so a glad. good course. It's so cute. Yeah, so our trick training course is not launched anywhere other than our community. Like, we haven't even released it to the public yet. So I'm actually going to link that. If you guys aren't part of the community yet, it's like basically like VIP access, like courses that other people don't get, coaching calls with Jeff and I, um, a lot of behind the scenes content, like we're showing a lot of Raja and Cade's rehab in that. And a lot of it, again, has not been posted on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. It's only for community members. So pretty cool. I'll post it in the comments if you guys want to join. The doors are closing November 30th. So time's ticking. Yeah, I was gonna say with the trick training. I'm still like teaching. I'm still working on a bunch of the tricks with Cowboy right now. It some of them just take so they do many reps. And like, you know what? Okay, good. We're gonna start the show with a rant because this is something every single time I go over to Courtney. We, we talk about it every time. We're like the amount of time that goes into trick training, which granted it is fun. Don't get me wrong. Right. We love trick it's training. Great it's a great time to bond with your dog. 
Totally. But the amount of time, how much time have we put into this course? I mean, it's been like months. It's been months. It's been months and I'm just doing the same, like, like, re like you don't see daily progress. You don't see session progress. Like sometimes you don't see progress for like session, many, many sessions, like yeah. trick training, you have to pattern so many tiny behaviors all together. It's like you chain these itty bitty baby behaviors to get one small trick. And like the amount of effort that I put into doing trick training, if I'm not putting that much effort into, you know, teaching a downstay or placed on a bed or a calm state of mind and I'm instead putting all that time into trick training, you're just talking about how it's like it's people not, do that. It's not as productive. It's like, not applicable to like it's really not. real life with your dog. Like we train dogs to go places with their owners, to live life with their owners. Like tricks are awesome. So awesome. I love having so Wes do hit it and see him jump off a wall. Don't get me wrong, but that's not going to stop your leash reactivity, your resource guarding, your aggression, like your anxiety, like tricks just don't cut it, but they take, I feel like 10 times the amount of time. They do. And people kind of, they like that though. Yeah. Like some people really like that. They love the whole like, oh, everyone's having a good time. And it's like, sometimes training isn't that. Yeah. You have to work through the hard stuff. Like I was talking about that with like the shadow student that we just had. And we were just talking about how trick, tri like, yeah, it's fun and it's engaging, but like we wait to do the fun stuff during the board and train until like the end. Like, yes. like we train all of the like, obviously we do the state of mind work. We train all of the obedience, super solid. We make sure they understand the commands, off leash, on leash. And then at the end, they get to do all the fun the stuff that they earned, all the off leash, all of the fun, you know, trick stuff. If I want to, if I'm like throwing some fun stuff in there with them, so like play with toys, but like, not during the board not when they're learning you know it's yeah. just not it doesn't it's just not applicable it's like not. for what our <laughs> clients don't hire us to teach their dogs tricks True. Like, period um so again like we're not knocking for training we no, love it but we're I just know. like if you're struggling with your dog you could have a fully off-leash trained dog in way less time than some of these tricks take, that's all. So true. Like, yeah. he's so still true. learning orbit. It's yeah. not like no, six, still, what, like eight weeks? It's been months. Yeah. Like, I, it's really hot and he's still learning it. Like, I he can't do it without my hand dressers and like help. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, it's cute. It's mm -hmm. fun. But like, yeah, I mean, honestly, teaching the dogs, like doing, I was, yeah, that's a good point. Cause doing like a board and train that's four weeks. <laughs> We have a fully off-leash trained dog, but teaching one trick to cowboy okay. has taken longer than a normal board. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> that's insane. I did not think about it like that. Uh huh. That's smart. Constance says hi, Joelle and Courtney. Hey, Constance. What's up, girl? Sarah says, "Welcome, Courtney. Love watching your training. Hope Jeff is on the end. Thank you guys so much. And yes, we um, you're gonna see a lot more, Courtney. Actually, we talked about it this week. We're like, True. we need to like really like we're a small business as it is and i'm like we need to just when because look at look what happened this yeah. week it's like yeah courtney we need to like in front of the camera yeah more. yeah yeah we're like a little scrambling yeah tonight is a women-run podcast <laughs> women who podcast you know <laughs> diane i love watching the clips of courtney training i always learn a little, little nugget yeah she is a plethora of knowledge we love courtney that's the little tiny nuggets of knowledge so good Kim says, cool. Hi, girls. Hey, Kim. Hey. MSA, new puppy is whining in the crate. How do I fix? I tried high e-collar level and he just screams. Okay. How old is your yeah, puppy? Because we, we don't want to be using e-collar corrections on puppies. So define puppy because some people are like, oh, my puppy's seven months. That's a different story. Right. But if it's like a puppy puppy, like eight to like 16 weeks, we do not want to be doing high e-collar corrections. Try the bonker instead. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Rolled up cotton towel. No the crate maybe shake the crate a little bit um they make those little pet convincers which is like the compressed air you can try that um but let's stay away from the e-collar until i need i need just like a little bit more context yeah give us a little more details on that one Rebecca says send jeff all the well wishes i am trust me i'm sending him every every single message abby says we love you too um, Allison, oh, way to go, Courtney, filling in. Happy Wednesday, ladies. Hey. hey. It's Wednesday. Let's see. Sounds good, but the comments block Courtney. Oh, on Insta. I know. That's how it always is, unfortunately. Oh, it's either my Jeff or oh, I see. Just the way it is. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it won't be there on the replay. <laughs> um, questing with Aries. Oh, it's Aries owner. At this point, you've become a family community. Oh. <laughs> 
life-changing nuggets of knowledge she says yes i hope aries is doing good it sounds like she is we get the updates so yeah amazing yeah. Yeah. another dog came here from california 2700 miles mm -hmm. super fearful super skittish dog did great she was here for what six weeks what was she four was six i think she was six yeah i think she was six because of the whole fear living thing. a completely different life now yeah completely different life yeah and really like of course isn't the only thing because dogs who are fearful need like structure and they do need routine and they do need to like learn obedience really freaking solid obedience but like we treat it the same way we treat like i treated it like flighty behavior it's like yeah. she wasn't necessarily flighty like where she wanted to like run away at all times she was just weird and like skittish and like Bark a little flighty bar a little yeah barky and like i basically like you know we correct flightiness like the dog is gonna try and bolt and run away we correct that that's like yeah. we could stop that behavior we can stop a dog from wanting to bolt and i kind of yeah using the same like concept like just she got weird she got sketchy she was like i gotta run and it's just, just not like the bee collar and she's like oh okay i guess i'll just hang out then people i think people are would be very surprised at how much you can do with a remote collar everyone thinks it's just like this punitive thing but like with your flighty dogs who are capable of harming themselves if they get scared enough they will book and they will run to the street or whatever it's yeah. like you can take away so much of that flight response just by teaching a recall teaching a heel creating that nice bubble around you and the dog's like okay why would i ever leave but i'm safe here in this bubble like yeah um and we have a fearful dog course so if you have a dog like aries we've documented it all you can fully rehab your dog with that course um what is the earliest age you can start a dog on a pawn collar well we when we did puppy classes like we one time had a guy a, a, a puppy class bring in like a two-month-old yeah like tiny so it, was, it slept the entire class yeah it was just sl sleeping on a place bed i was like you can have a slip lead but don't put any pressure on it i was like just lay there with your dog because like you couldn't yeah, it was do like really anything. eight weeks old it was like, little it was so little um but anyway for the most part like during puppy class i usually started the puppies out with like a slip lead just to teach them about leash pressure a little bit giving into leash pressure and like how that's rewarding and then we went to the prong like what i feel like a lot of that was for like the owners too to understand yeah. pressure on pressure off before you give them a tool like the prong with their puppy it's like i need you to understand leash pressure to some extent and then we can switch to the prong where you guys can practice and it kind of there i've had it where puppies like like when you put the prong on the puppy you have to like slowly introduce them to it and then there are other puppies where you can just put the prong on and they're fine so it kind yeah. of depends i think it depends on like the size it, that's like been the main factor because the puppy duke we used in our puppy course he was only 12 weeks old but he was big a big lab so he did fine we put him on a 225 exactly. he did great with tinier breeds you might want to wait till they're like 16. yeah 18 weeks so it depends on like really the size, the size. of the dog. your german shepherds your great danes some of your bully breeds, like they'd all do fine at like 12 to 14 weeks, mm -hmm. probably gonna have somewhere. Um, Linda said, so happy to hear Jeff's on the mend. Yeah, I'll keep everybody updated, I promise. Um, it's just he's still in the hospital, it's kind of taking longer than we thought, but um, as soon as he's in the clear, I will I will be updating everybody, trust me. Let's see. Mm -mm. Questing with Aries had a couple of setback moments, but followed through. She's out here cuddling with our male friends and trying to play fetch with them. I literally go to the gym today for the first time in a year because I took her with a place bed and she just hung out the whole time. Holy shit, <laughs> at the gym? Awesome. Good for you. That is awesome. Good job, Aries. <laughs> so proud of her. Um, Holly said, wishing Jeff a speedy and solid recovery. So grateful for the solid canine team. You and me both. I don't know what I would do without Courtney here. <laughs> like, okay, See, best no. decision ever, moving her down here. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Imagine if I was Imagine. Damn. Like, we talked. I didn't know what to do either. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so grateful. Like, everything. I'm just so grateful that, like, we have a small team, but, like, we are a family. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It. Um, <laughs> Sam, hey, guys. Question about my parents' six-month-old lab. He's and one of those, of course. By the time he's done pooping, he's pooped in like 10 spots. Oh it's a pain God. to pick up. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Have that dog on a leash Absolutely. for the, like for a bit until you figure this out. And you're just going to stand there with yeah. a six foot leash, four foot leash. And it's like, you're going here. Yeah. I had to do that with Kate a little bit because he, 
he can, he's better now. He'll like poop, maybe take like one step, but he yeah. was like pooping and like going in a circle. Yes. When he was just like pooping in a circle, I was, he didn't step in it ever, but I was like, he is going to. So what did you do? You just kept on the leash? I had him on. I had him on his prom. And I took him outside. Um, oh no, I had him on a the dominant. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. So it's just the dominant collar. And then I just like kept him in like one spot. Yeah, yeah. I like every time he tried to like keep going, I just stopped him. Like no. Yeah. And now he's doing it on his own off leash. So. Yeah, I feel like it's almost it's just like a learned behavior mm -hmm. for them. So if you just do a little bit more control, it's like no, this is your potty spot. You don't have to walk twenty feet to take a poop. They figure it out just be consistent sabrina wishing jeff all the best thank you constance what is your preferred brand of a british slip lead i bought two off amazon that suck one is super thick oh my god i hate those the other is like a yarn material <laughs> i can't find a good slim one that doesn't feel gross oh, that red one is super nice that we have oh those are nice those are just amazon too. they literally are just from amazon we just got a package of different sizes we don't amazon. use brands we're like mm -hmm. amazon Whatever's yeah. on Amazon. Except for the nail clippers, we do the. Oh yes. We do the Miller's Forge nail yeah. clippers. Aside yeah. from that, yeah, we do Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the super thin ones either. They have to be like a good. Like, in between. Yes. Yeah. Mm, joyful dog. Sorry, I'm a few minutes late. Quick Jeff update. I'll update you guys as I know more. I don't know enough to feel comfortable like yeah. saying it. So, um, he's on the mend. We'll put it that way. Um, but he probably won't be home for like another day. Pam, have missed all of you so much. Is Jeff still in the hospital or at home? Yeah, he's still in the hospital. Murph, hey, beautiful women. How's Jeff doing? All right, so all the Jeff updates, they're <laughs> out there. <laughs> Just watch the replay. Um, eight months. Okay, so MSA, you don't have a puppy anymore. Yeah, no. You yeah. pretty much have a adult dog at yeah, this point. Yeah, 10 months. Whining in the kennel. Yeah, that's. So, yeah, you can use e-collar, but if e-collar is not working, you got to try something else. Sometimes even putting them on a slip, taking them out of the kennel and bonking, and then putting them back in. Also, the rest of the day, the dog looks like it. Are you doing lots of duration work? Are you having the dog in the kennel even when you're home? Or are you only kenneling them up like when you leave? So now the dog associates, oh, you, when I go in the kennel, you're leaving. Um, there's a lot of things that could be going on with you. I definitely would work on this. Like I, I did settle. I'm doing settle with Cade like a ton because he has trouble coming out of the kennel and like being whiny in the kennel and stuff. So I just settle him a lot. And yeah, not leaving the not every time you put the puppy in the kennel, you leave for like an hour or so. It's so, like do short duration like in the kennel. Mm -hmm. Um and definitely work on the settle. So it's like instead of just I don't know where the kennel is like set up necessarily, but maybe you're not catching whining soon enough. Like if the puppy immediately starts making a little bit of noise and seems a little unsettled, you could try a lower number on the remote to get the puppy to like lay down and settle. You just kind of, we do like a tap tap on low numbers, like between, I don't know, I guess I don't know what the puppy's levels are, but like up to 10. Yeah, like working level. Like yeah, working levels, tapping on the remote getting them to settle as soon as the puppy starts to stir. So not waiting until they're escalating to like whining and screaming in the kennel, catching it really, really soon, doing short settles in the kennel. When the puppy's settled, you can like open the kennel, make sure they're not rushing out of the kennel because that's another thing. You're just like creating that state of mind around the kennel that's like aroused. So keep the rushing in and out of the kennel to like, a, like none, like do not let the puppy rush out. Um, and yeah, definitely the bonk and the kennel too. You can talk puppy out and bump the puppy and put him back in um but yeah i guess yeah you're right like working on the settle in general yeah and settle is like just our double down like and there's a difference between a dog being in a down and a dog being like all the way down like chilling like on their side practically asleep like we show videos of dogs doing that all the time people are like the dog looks so miserable it's like it's real wes is literally doing it right yeah. now <laughs> he's just <laughs> sleeping like that's not yeah. a miserable dog yeah. they're just okay i'm hanging out so right. i feel like state of mind is the one thing that a lot of people weren't addressing they're just looking at the the physical aspect of the dog but not the mental yeah um, and that's what we spend all day long doing and i think it's interesting when people come to the seminars or they come to our shadow program and they're like wow like there's a lot more that goes into it right yeah yeah like sometimes, sometimes we're like micromanaging a dog for like a good while i'm still doing it with kate yeah he still whines and he does the thing where he like is in a double down but he is literally still whining and he's like <laughs> and i'm like you're not settled like you're lying to me <laughs> to my face he literally is like i'll tap on the remote and he'll be like i'm settled i am settled. like he'll switch positions and it's like 
That is not your state of mind. But he yeah. brings it down. Like he's getting better and better. It's getting faster and faster. That he calms down before I let him out of the kennel. Yeah. But so much state of mind work. Definitely. So and it's making that non-negotiable. It's like kennel door is not opening until you're quiet. And then when it opens, if you make a noise, like, yeah, I'm going to shut the kennel door. Yeah, I'm gonna, it takes, yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot. <laughs> Amy said, enjoying the trick training course. It rained for the last couple of days, so I spent with my dogs teaching tricks. It's cute when they spin at the same time. <laughs> Love so it. That's so awesome. That's great. Oh yeah, we gosh. did it. I mean, trick training is fun. It like, is fun. And it's really good to stimulate your dogs because every time um, we do it with Cowboy, he's like done afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah. so tired. He literally so. walks away from us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Goes and gets his water, and he does. This is why he's taking so long because after one session, Cowboy's like, he's if done. I had a middle finger, I'd give you he both. Just <laughs> oh, that's so funny. TV Buck says, "Great to see you both." Hey, nice to see you, Graham. Um, Kim says, "Food for thought." Every time I take Humper to the shopping center, everyone says he's so well behaved and looks so happy. I laugh because I have no idea he has any shock collar and prong. I bet if I put up a sign that said, I'm wearing your shock collar, there would be different responses. This goes to show they don't ruin the relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like in Florida, I get, I'm seeing that. I'm getting it less. Yeah. Like in public in Providence, we have been yelled at. <laughs> it was at. like we were like, like Whole Foods were there at that what time. was that um, book, like, The Scarlet Letter? Which yeah. That's how I felt. That's what it, it was so bad. People would just look at you and be like, and you know what they're yeah. thinking, or they would literally say something. People would walk by and be like, dog abuser. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's like, it's definitely different here. People are chilling. It's so it. different here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is nice. But, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, everyone, every one of our clients, you guys know, like, once you train your dog on a remote, they're like, in love for each other. Yes. Go somewhere, yeah. we're gonna do something. You can just talk to your you can talk to your dog with the e collar. Who doesn't want to reach out and like touch their dog Seriously. 50 feet away? Have a conversation. That's amazing. Snuggle buns had a bit of a mishap at work where I was scooping poop in the outdoor kennel for a caution dog, and my team leader opened the dog's door. When I had gone in, something told me not to shut the door behind me. I yelled out and backed out of the kennel before the dog could get to me, but I didn't feel like the dog was going to attack me. Could have been a scary situation. Yikes. So, okay, so they opened the door while you were out there putting What kind of kennel is it? It sounds like it's a run almost. Yeah, like a kennel run. Like a like kennel a run. Shelter? I think she works at a daycare. Yeah, a daycare. Place. yeah. And the dog's aggressive? That's what it sounds like. Oh, no. Caution dog. Yikes. Oh, well, I'm glad you used oh, like your better judgment mm -hmm. on that one because it's that just instincts. Like, yeah. Which is so crazy because I feel like people get so wrapped up in like, they get so, they stray so far from instinct when it comes to like a dog who's aggressive or a dog who's literally during my interview with Jeff when I sat down, he was like, So what would you do if a dog was like coming at your face to bite you? He was like, Just what would you do? And I was like, Oh, like in that moment, he's like, That moment the dog did that, what would you do? Yeah. And I was like, Uh, I would just, you're right. If you're thirsty, get the dog away from me. Get the dog away from me. And he was like, "Yes, exactly. It's like you just string the dog up." Like, I would hope it's your first instinct to self-preservation. Yeah, keep yourself safe. So, uh, GB Buck says, "I'm loving observing how my dogs are generalizing their behavior in all other areas. Behavior improves. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, yeah. you've got to generalize. So true. Um, and we talk about that a lot in the trick room course. You can teach your dog something in your living room, and then you go to your kitchen, and they're like." Come again? Like, yeah, I have no idea true. what you're talking about. So that's why in our e-collar courses and stuff, we generalize a lot. Yeah. Because they need that. Dogs see in pictures. Yeah. So if you're keeping the picture the same, every single time, every single rep, they're going to struggle. You got to help them out. Um, Kim said prayers for Jeff. Thank you. Daniel from New Zealand. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hi, Daniel from New Zealand. Um, Susan, question, blind, dutchy, high drive, pushy. Every day he tries the same shit and every day he doesn't get his way. He's relentless. Sounds like a dutchy. <laughs> yeah. What can we do differently? E-collar on 100 has no effect on him. We use a choke chain on walks to control his reactivity. Welcome suggestions. I'd say get rid of that choke chain. Mm -hmm. Switch it out for a prong collar. You'll have more control, more directional control, which a blind dog is going to need. Um, and usually with choke chains, you need a lot more force than you do with a prong. Mm -hmm. I think that surprises a lot of people. Is like once they put on a prong, they barely need to like 
touch the leash to yeah. have a conversation where choke change, slip leads, martingales, you're like really mm-hmm. like sometimes pranking on that leash. So it'll get rid of a lot of the conflict to change out your tools. And then I guess I need a better example of like, how is a blind dog reactive? Like, what is he relentless about? Like, what does the rest of the day look like? Are you practicing structure? What's the routine look like? How many hours can he hold duration for? How good is his obedience? Um, I think I would just need a little bit more context on that one. Yeah, sometimes we get board and trained dogs in who know the remote pretty well, who know their obedience like pretty well. It's not like perfect, but it's okay. Like Bonnie was one of those dogs whose obedience was like pretty, pretty good. It was all right. It wasn't bad. But like there were some cracks here and there. There was that I found out. And with the remote, there were a little bit of cracks. And so I just went back and like rebuilt up the remote the right way. And like, I don't know, if you were following maybe some of our courses too, I don't know if you're in any, if you've bought any of the courses, but some green graduates. Green graduates, game changer. Pretty helpful, probably. And I think a lot of it too is like, how consistent are you being, right? Because we, again, we, we are the trainers that people usually hire after, um, they've gone to a couple other trainers. Right. They've tried other options, different things, didn't work. But then when they come to us, it all comes together. It's because we teach the owners. We spend so much time teaching our human clients. Yes, the dogs get trained, but the humans need that coaching on how to be consistent leaders, how to become believable to their dogs. It's a, it's a lot more than just pushing a button. Yeah. It's how you live with your dog. It's how you interact with your dog. And I think that a lot of owners don't realize that until they're finally living it. Right. So a good example right. is like that dog Raja, who's with us right now, very reactive with the owner, but with us, we're seeing a different dog. But yeah. guess what? We did a training with her this past weekend and I saw some of Raja's old personality come out because his association with his owner. Oh, when I'm around this person, I behave this way because I get away with it. Well, once I coached his owner, your dog can't act that way anymore and she felt confident enough to follow through we saw a completely different dog and you're still seeing a different dog. literally the day after that session with him and them he was so different like he was so much more he was like working with me he was softer he would like listen to the remote a lot simpler like he was just taking direction way easier um, and that, I put him, that was like the first, like, really, like I let him have a ton of freedom outside and put him on a long line. And I was just working him on a long line and trying to get him to like do a really solid heel with the entire long line being like, and being free basically. And he was amazing. Everything he did was so good. Like he was just so, and we walked by like a dog that was barking. He was fine. Like everything was, it's yeah. really, he's making huge breakthroughs. And how long has he been? Like, a week and two days in a couple days or something and yeah yeah, huge breakthroughs with this behavior so yeah and normally we don't even bring owners in this early but we knew just off a week of having him like we're not going to see the behavior she's seeing because our relationship with him is so different just immediate it was so that's so weird it's not like we try i don't i'm not trying to build a relationship with a dog because i can't transfer my relationship to the owner I can't be like, oh, I have this great relationship with your dog. So here that is like, I can give them the tools and the knowledge, but my relationship, that means nothing to the owner at the end of the board and train. So that's not what my goal is. Like I don't pet the dogs right away. I'm not trying to be friends with them. I don't play with them right away. Like I said, they earn that stuff way later. You, board and train. you lead them. But I, right away, he took to it. Immediately yeah. he took to that. As soon as I was giving him that, that leadership, that structure, that daily like attention where it's leadership and it's, routine he he really took to it and i i didn't see a lot of that bad behavior unfortunately yeah um yeah. the guarding and like the reactivity and stuff so it's so much like dogs are not bring dollars in. they're not stupid they yeah. know who they can get away with <laughs> Absolutely. what so um kristen said if i failed at the prong will a slip collar slip collar be better or will i fail at that too because the same concept what do you mean by fail at the yeah, prong? Yeah, even you know we've had dogs come in who the owners are like, yeah, they, they pull can't the wear a prong. They pull on the prong. They don't care about it. Or and then we just a, a session or two later they are responding to it. So you can totally redeem yourself. Whatever yeah. you think you did, don't worry. You can come back from pretty much anything, but I guarantee if you took either the, our free walk the walk course mm-hmm. where we teach you how to condition the prong and train on it, our green graduate course, like 
you'll see a different dog. You might just be doing like there might just be some tweaks you need to make because we get dogs in all the time who come in on prong collars, e collars, and their owners like they still can't walk on a leash. Yeah. I'm like, I know because you <laughs> haven't actually trained a heel, and right. it's okay. Like a lot of people like that's the big misconception out there. I'll put this tool on my dog and they'll just listen. It's like you got to train them still, and that's where we come in. We teach you how to use the tools for better communication. Um. It's me said, sisters, y'all are so cute. <laughs> We're not sisters. not sisters. We just spend so much time together. We're Our just faces normal. have merged. Literally. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Joyful dog, can you give any examples of when you may not say no prior to bonking or pun positive punishment? Before a bonk, it is always a no because usually we're not like, right there like you need the no to mark the behavior like usually it's like oh the dog's barking at the door no grab the bonker yeah. then throw it so right. with that particular tool we always mark no but counter surfing getting into the trash eating shit there we don't need to know no, it's like no. that thing that particular thing you're doing or interacting with is hot we want them to not do it whether we are there or not so it's like those are like the act of God punishments where they're like, where did that come from? And that's like the concept behind it because we don't want them to be handler aware. Oh, as soon as you leave, I'll counter serve. It's like, no, the counter is hot. Right. So, and then when we teach out, we usually we pair out with out with the we punishment. make out hot because it's the same concept. Out means get away from that. It could be dangerous, deadly. Yeah. Um, and then with the heel, when we have a dog like in heel. And they go to like sniff something, we just correct. We're not like, no. And then yeah. it's like they just get a correction breaking. Because our timing's on point. The timing has to be good. Yeah. So that's pretty much it then. Um, Graham says, because of you guys, I control the remote at first and then transfer it to the owners as quickly as I can. Such a good point about the relationship. Yeah. Like that's been a game changer for like our mid trainings and stuff. Like owners don't, it's too much. Yeah. We don't want to overwhelm our owners. Yeah. Like we're just like, here, you take the leash. And if the dog tries anything crazy, we got you. Yeah, we, back <laughs> we back you up. The dog doesn't know where it's holding the who's correcting them. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. just like, oh, I better listen to this person because right. they're holding me accountable. Right, exactly. Um, seven twenty-four dances. That's definitely one thing I've noticed when I train dogs. Owners are so confused as to why the dog listens to me and not them. Establishing the relationship is critical. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that actually brings up a good point that I had talked about with owners before because an owner will bring their dog into us like after they come they go home from a board and train to come back for like boarding or something. And the dogs are like pulling them through oh, the yeah. door. And then as soon as we take the leash, the dog is like in a great perfect heel. And the owner's like, Oh my god, like I can never get my dog to do that. And like I've had owners come to me and be like, Okay, so I'm gonna have my mom take care of my dog for like the weekend. So is that going to ruin his training? And I'm like, no, because of that, because of what I just said, no. Like as soon as you get your dog back, you're just like, and here are the rules. And it's exactly. like, that's it. That's all it takes to get your dog like back into. It's no different than like kids going to grandma's house. Exactly. It's like, oh yeah, you'll get spoiled all weekend, but sure. you come home and we'll still and apply. And are going to apply. So it's like, yeah, you can't, that, that doesn't mess up the training necessarily. I mean, you know, but that's, yeah, that brings up that. That's a good point. Snugglebun says, I work at a training and boarding facility. Caution is not automatically friendly and may snap in some situations, but if they have a bite history, they are do not enter. Ah, got it. I see. Got it, got it. Um, bad news says, this Courtney and Joelle show is fun. Nice change of pace. You can tell Jeff I said this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I figured it would be great having Courtney on here because we are more like, we're like the dog training nerds where we, oh, like, we, like, to, we like to talk more about like the why and the methods and all that, that. That's what it is. um but then <laughs> jeff is just he's jeff like he's the best i mean yeah yeah it, you're is how like this how hard this would have been for me like two years ago i could never answer questions like this on the fly i would have like shit myself <laughs> i would have been like i can't speak like we're just never gonna podcast again i'm like corny are you nervous she's like no i'm fine i'm like I feel like I'm gonna like piss my pants tonight. I've only done this like a thousand times. Literally like, so many times. You have so many times. It's just weird not having Jeff. It's very yeah, weird. It is weird. But I, I mean, maybe we'll fair, do our own show though. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I feel like cute. if we did this like once a month or something, like yeah, yeah. I could get like used to it and know what the hell we're doing. Cause like yeah, yeah I know. We're that, that'd be great. 2024 is gonna be Courtney. <laughs> uh it's me said my dog really was helped with the prong initially but became 
sharp shy. Now I just do some martingale and flat recall or for recall assurance. What is sharp shy? Are they like sensitive to the front? Sounds like it. Like too like just too, too sensitive? sensitive to it. I mean, I've used slip leads on dogs who are who yeah. respond well to huge pressure. If that's they're mm. responding to the slip lead. I mean, and if they're e-collar heel trained, then you should just use. We just use the e-collar anyway. Well, not most of the time, I don't even use really the prongs that are e-collar trained, but I, I use I have it on the dog usually. We'll send dogs home on prong because owners typically need more leverage. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. they have relationship working against them, but usually by like week two, we phase the prong out. Absolutely, and we're just working dogs. Remote. Yeah. So if your dog's equal or trained, you don't need a prong. So true. And we have courses on how to teach equal or heal if you're struggling. So we can definitely help you. Um, and everything's forty percent off right now, so you really can't go wrong. Uh, Seven twenty four dance said Jeff is Jeff. Perfect explanation. So true. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. I Jeff just was like, that is true. Yes, that's true. Susan, Blind Dutch redirects up the leash is why we switched to a choke chain. He's very strong. He heals nicely. He smells the dogs and reacts. We're pretty structured. He smells the dogs and reacts to them. That's crazy. Imagine that's insane. Wow. So your timing, I would I would check your timing because there's probably like as soon as he probably starts air scenting, right? Like if there's right. a dog approaching and he's like, that's when your correction needs to happen. Don't wait. For him to start pulling and loading and like getting all amped up you better catch it like way earlier than you think um and i think that's usually the game changer for reactivity yeah. is once owners understand when to start correcting everything gets better same with raja's owner mm. she's like i was always waiting for him to like exactly. explode sure and like at that yeah. point they don't give a shit. well even even taking it a step further back it's like don't let dogs sniff and heal period like any sniffing you know when yeah, yeah. goes to sniff or you know just getting or even well dogs in heel and they're just explosive dogs in general and we just don't want owners waiting for the explosion exactly yeah because then it, like they won't care just yeah. like with your duchy he doesn't care because your correction just might be a little bit too late timing is very important yeah duchies are savages um let's see Kim, speaking of building back up the remote the right way, what would that look like? We are green to graduate trained, but I'm feeling like I'm using the remote more than I think I should have to, or maybe that's just who this dog is. Hmm. I mean, I use the remote. I'm using the remote all day when the dog's out of the kennel, but not, I'm not nagging the dog. But. Right. So, Kim, because I've met your dog and he seems pretty trained. So I'm just wondering if you're underwhelming him. Exactly. You might just be nagging him with your corrections. And like for what is it for like breaking obedience right. or is it for like reactivity stuff <laughs> um i need a little bit more context on that i think heaven's falcon says hey joelle and courtney hey let's see sabrina i'm having trouble getting my e-collar to actually stim i think it's due to difficulty making connection through my dog's thick fur do you have any tips to fix this yeah you literal can, tips literal yeah they're called Thick for contact points. Mm -hmm. um, they're like longer and they're all metal versus like the plastic. And you can get them, I'm pretty sure, right on e-collar technologies. Look for thick fur contact points. I use them on Wes because he has a very yeah. thick coat. Um, but it'll go, yeah. And then you have to kind of like wiggle it around. Sometimes you even have to like make a part mm -hmm. in their fur to see the bare skin and then like perfectly place their, like fit is everything. Take your time to fit. Really? Um, LM Jackson said, Bonnie would blow through 100 on the e-collar, but when I figured out when to catch her before she exploded, we were down to like 30. Right. Catching it sooner is a game changer. Yeah. So true. That's Bonnie's owner. Yep. Heaven's yeah. um, Falcon said, it's Ryan. Oh, hey, Ryan. I didn't know. I didn't know why your name with you. Heaven's <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> now I know. I'll, I'll keep a mental note. Avi said, sisters of different misters. Yes. <laughs> Sabrina said, looks like sisters in Jeff's man cave. Everyone, do we look that much alike? I'm flattered. Like, Courtney's beautiful. <laughs> so I'll take that as a compliment any day. Same, same. I darkened my hair though. For a while, I was like that color. It's true, yeah. It I went back to looking at it. I know when I saw that on the podcast the first time, because I didn't see you in person, I just saw it online. And I was like, oh my God, it's cute. I like Thanks. it like that. Is it just for the winter? No, I'm just trying to get it long and healthy again. Oh, okay. I'm not using heat on it really. It's just like doing a thing. Yeah. There's <laughs> a log. So if you can we puppy in the crate whining, no need to say no when bonking the crate. 
Yeah, you no. would you would say yeah, no. we say no. Yeah. Definitely no. say no. No. Just some nice no. Like right. Well, you guys don't have to yell no. Yeah. We are so I think that's a big surprise too when people see us train and like work like really aggressive vlogs. We're never we don't get frustrated. Mm -mm. We're just like, no. Yeah. You don't, don't have, have to like yell. No. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to cut through the whining with more noise. Like yeah. you don't have to one up your dog. You can just that usually just makes it 10 times worse. Yeah. And the dog's barking and then you're yelling. They're like, oh, you're going to bark too? This is awesome. Literally. It's just, no. Let the tools, like, turn up the volume. Yes. Jeannie said, you're working over your threshold like you encourage handlers to do with the dog. Good for you, Joelle. Yes. <laughs> Definitely working over threshold tonight. Bad news is I think a lot of people would listen if the two of you did a monthly or weekly show. Cute. That's oh, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The people have spoken. Um, Ryan says, speak calmly with positive or negative. It will change you as a person interacting with people as well. It's amazing how calm of a person you become. It's so true. Yeah. Rebecca, when starting to train out, do you start with the word right away or do you start with CS and then add the word after the nonverbal reps? Hopefully this makes sense. It's interesting. It depends on the context of it. I know, it does. Because like when we have like dogs who are resource guarders, right, we'll like set it up so as we approach the thing that they're, the bowl, the thing I know they're going to guard, we just correct. Yeah. Like that's we say be, out yeah, with the correct, like more of a punitive base. Exactly. But if it's a like a happy-go-lucky dog who just needs to learn how to create space, we start with the prong. Like, oh, if, if yeah. it's a happy-go-lucky whatever dog, we'll be like, oh, ow, and pop on the prong. We don't really pull. I don't want to pull the dogs away from the yeah. bowl. I don't want any of that. So enough to get the dog to actually move away, which can be since your dog is so into the food, if they're really into it and they're eating it, it can feel like you're using higher numbers. But it's not really a correction. You don't want the it's dog not. to like. We treat it almost like an obedience command right. for like our non-resource guarding dogs. So we do go through the steps, leash pressure, mm -hmm. CS, mm -hmm. NCS, mm -hmm. and then eventually correction. So yeah. that's why it depends on the context of it. But if you have a dog who, let's say, just picks, I did this at our recent seminar in Florida. There's a German Shepherd and she's allergic to everything. And she like sneakily picked up a treat that was like on the ground. I was like, out, and I corrected her like, decently high and she spit it right out. Mm -hmm. Owner's like, oh, she doesn't know out yet. And like, she just learned it. Yeah, now she she literally just learned it in the moment because I'm like, can I can't it. have you eating. Right. She's, thank God. She's like, cause she would have had explosive diarrhea if she ate that. I'm like, okay, go. good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Same with the resource carters. We're just, yeah. we come in and be like, Hey, if you're uncomfortable, leave. And it takes a lot to get them to like walk away from the bowl sometimes. So yeah. Definitely depends on the dog. It really does. Constance, the people have spoken girl power. <laughs> Constance, you come on. Women here, in girl. business. I know, Constance, you should come you down, at? get on a show with us. I mean, you could just hop on a plane anytime. <laughs> Let's go. Miss Susan says, Thanks. Love my brindle babies. Dutchies are intense, dog. Are, Kudos to you. They are. Kudos to you. Really bad, but Dutchie wants. Joyful Dog says, When you get a client that's already on remote and tools, but the owner was not giving coaching, can you go over what you'd look for in their dog's fluency for the equipment? So you mean like how they would how they would how would we how they understand the remote? You mean how the dog how gets the dog it? gets it? How the dog gets it? You can kind of tell because I I literally start over as if they know nothing. So I start with like oh down like do you know the word? I start with prong pops like how much does the dog know? Mm -hmm. Then I go to the remote right. I start with CS like pressure on and off. If when I turn on pressure on those low numbers and try to work on a known command with the dog, if the dog is literally like. I don't know what's going on then i'm like okay they don't know the remote the way that we teach it so i'm going to go back and teach it the way that we teach it yes. even if they know oh you got up no correction that doesn't mean they know the remote the way that we want them to know the remote so yeah. i just started over exactly. i started over no matter what though with every dog pretty much <laughs> and we can always tell when a dog has been pumped a lot oh, yeah because if we give them the command they almost like wait They're like they like wait for the stim and it's like that's not what we want. We right. don't want a dog who's so reliant on the tool. Mm -hmm. So every dog that comes to us, that's why we don't really do like two week boarding trains because we have a way of doing things. And most dogs who come to us have already gone through training and now we have to undo that training and redo it our way. So <clears throat> for those of you who maybe have had not the best e-collar training on your dog, don't be discouraged because you can always make it better. Yep. 
we do it all the time yeah um but we pretty much treat every dog like they're green yeah for that reason literally because it's unfair otherwise the owner you know the owner whoever can say yep they definitely understand it but the, but they might not yeah so it's like unfair to correct um michelle says yeah dream team <laughs> <laughs> joyful dog puppy when using voice, it exasperates the whining. They think you're engaging with them. When no verbal, they shut up. LOL, this particular puppy, anyways. Oh, that's mm -hmm. kind of like those two. I was, as soon as I, as soon as that started, <laughs> that sentence started, I was like, that's just like that. It is. Teddy and Toto. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they were, like they were so like that. So I, okay, in that instance, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we almost had to use like the cry it out method. We did, we did point. have them at one point. They were out. so whiny. They didn't really care too much about We really built their confidence like, too way much. too much. But at the end, they could have been like police dogs. <laughs> <they're>, like, <laughs> we did so much exposure <laughs> and comment, like the most like tenacious little puppies Dude, in the world. Nice. And they didn't start out that way, but yeah. it was just that was crazy. But the whining, yeah, we definitely did some whining out. Um, I don't know. I was waking up at one it in the morning crazy. to take care of them and like again at like four in the morning. I don't know. It's a lot. It All a I lot. can say is we were really excited when they turned like 14 weeks and we we're yeah. like, okay, we can start using a little bit of skin. Yeah, yeah. Because true. that actually helped a lot. Because when it was, if we did, if we said no, they literally like wagged their tails. Mm, like, yes, mm -hmm. we're getting attention. Really cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's almost like we'd either have to we did everything. correct from afar, yes. like, say no, and almost like cross the boundary. Because if we got too close to the kennel we get excited and like start excitement peeing, mm -hmm. even though we said no. Right. It was bizarre. That was a weird one. We did everything. We yeah. did everything. We did like a ton of exposure and exercises during the day, tired them out, obviously, normal puppy stuff, um, short time in the kennel. And then we let them cry it out, bop, they kind of shake, they kind of like using yeah. correction. We just did, we did like a little bit of everything. And it, it was, it was, it worked. Like, it worked. Eventually, it, it all came all together. All of it came together. Like, it did. It took some time. Sometimes it takes time. But they're puppies. Like, yeah. it's like, some, you know, they're going to cry. They're mm -hmm. puppies. Yeah. You gotta, I can't give into it, at least. Avi says, I would tune into that show nightly. Okay, I don't think I can <laughs> take that much of Courtney's Let's time. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like the remote as positive punishment normally? So we use the remote for everything. It's, it's, it's not so just for punishment. We use it for negative reinforcement if you want to get into that. But we mostly use it for, we call it pressure on, pressure off. Mm -hmm. We teach the dog how to, A, understand the pressure, and then B, eventually avoid it altogether. Because we want the dogs to not always be waiting for stim. We were just talking about that. We don't want dogs who get prompted for every single thing they do. We want them under verbal voice control. And then your remote just becomes your backup. It's, it's like kind of just in your pocket it's there if you need it. Yeah. Um, but we do eventually, yeah, we get to corrections, but it's not the only thing we do with the remote. It's a very no. complex tool. And we work, uh, we do so much state of mind with the remote. You it's can literally crazy. change a dog's state of mind with the remote. Like what I was talking about at the beginning with Aries being like flighty, nervous, like wanting to run away. Like I could, I worked on his state of mind using the remote with, with Cade, like, He's whining and working on the state of mind with the remote. It's, it's just the very, you you can use it for so many things. Not just correcting dogs. Yeah. It's not just yeah. correcting dogs. Not even close. <laughs> um, and it's not the last resort, too. I feel like a lot of people no. are like, oh, my dog's so bad. Better get an e-collar team. It's like, it should be your first, like, your first thing you do with your dog mm -hmm. is do some e-collar training because, like, why not? Why Who not? doesn't want an off-leash trained dog? Really? And then if you're so proactive about it, you're probably not going to see a lot of bad behaviors crop up. So like, that's why we recommend everyone, every person out there watching the show, listening to the show, start with our green new graduate program, please. Like it will eliminate problems before they even start. Seriously. Like you will probably never have a dog that becomes this leech reactive monster or resource guarding. Like if you start young enough and you start with all your proactive stuff, <clears throat> because the relationship you will build with your dog through this program is exactly what we've been talking about this entire show where the dog's like why would i ever think i could get away with that with you or pull that on you when every part of my life with you is structure and leadership so give you earn freedoms for sure 
JB Dot says, I've learned so much from you three. What about the e-collar? Oh, thank awesome. you. David says, Courtney's the best. Oh, it's David Saunders. Oh, Cosmo's oh my God. Hope Cosmo's doing well. I really hope he's doing great. That's awesome. Sam says, I had Patreon and prepaid. I canceled. I remember Jeff saying, uh, we'll be able to see the new membership because we're, yes. So Sam, reach out on our, you should have gotten an email already though. Send us, send us a message on our actual website, um, Solid Canine Academy. Because you have like, we're giving people who are prepaid Patreon members like really good pricing. Um, so reach out on the Academy, we'll get you the link. Rebecca, one more question. I might be fostering a very nervous, under-socialized five-month-old dog. I've been told the dog will hide from people. Any quick tips for working with him? Totally, just start it like it's a board and train, like what we're doing. Like what I do when I get a dog in is like, what, like put them in the crate and take them out to work on things and then put them in the crate and take them out to work on stuff. And I don't know, really break up the day a lot, structure it, structure the day really well. Like you can take your time. Since it's, if it's a foster you're gonna have for a while, you can take your time with this. Like, and five months is young. It's so young. He might be day. nervous now because no one's actually pushed him. No to build his confidence. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is where we talk about, is it nurture or is it nature? At this point, he might've just been nurtured to the point where he's like, I'm just scared of everything. Like my first dog was that way. But once I took him in and raised him the way I raised dogs, he became a super confident dog. So five months is a good age actually to start the stuff, start putting a solid obedience foundation, getting that exposure. And then once he knows the obedience, let's say six, six months old, four weeks from now, you can have him extremely well trained start holding him accountable for that stuff working him through the fear and by a year old you might have a completely different dog on your hands even seven eight months within yeah. a couple months from now um so just try not to get stuck to that story oh he's a nervous <laughs> dog because that thought itself might hinder your progress yeah it's like no you're going to be a confident dog exactly yeah. I think people get stuck on the stories a lot. So. They do. And, you know, you, you five months old, so definitely, like, you can you can take your time with it. But, like, yeah. yeah, don't get stuck. Like, even just stuck on one. Always too afraid to, like, do this. Yeah, too afraid to go in the kennel. It's like, it's no. like well, no. <laughs> get in the kennel. Yeah. Like, little things like that will crop up. Just work them through too it. Too afraid to, like, like, Aries, when I took her into my backyard for the first time. I'm only referencing her a bunch because she, like, just left. Yeah, she but, just left. Um, her in the backyard, like, she was so afraid of my backyard at first. Because it's big. She didn't know that it was walls on all sides. She was just like, I'm out here. Like, I'm An in the airplane outlands. would fly over. And, and she'd be, like, <laughs> running to the house. It was crazy. It was pretty bad. So, like, what did I do? I literally just did it with her every day. Like, yeah, out in the backyard every day it was like this is fine. Your bulldogs need like they need the same thing like, yeah. every day. They they love it. Like, this is fine. Like <laughs> this is what we're doing today, tomorrow, and yep. every single day after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like slowly made her bubble be more bigger. I was talking to Chad like a shadow about that. Like at first, I had her bubble really small. We worked on stuff in the house in the backyard. And then we worked on stuff outside the front of the house after like a few days. And then we did stuff like in the driveway and then in front of my house in the street. And then we grew that bubble like up and down the street a little bit more every day. Um, and, you know, I wasn't, I didn't call it quits when she started to panic or anything. I just would keep going. And then when I thought the session was done, I was like, we're done. And we'll get back to that later and slowly grew that bubble. And then I could take her to stores. Like, yeah, just you can take your time slowly to throw that bubble out and don't don't shy away from anything the puppy's afraid of, you know? Yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> uh Joyful Dog say cry it out isn't an option. Condo on the mm -hmm. second floor can't use e collar at 10 weeks. Okay. So the yeah. bonker and like rattling the crate are gonna be there. Yeah, for sure. Or sometimes, believe it or not, put a metal bowl on top of their kennel with the e collar inside of it. And use the vibrate mm -hmm. sometimes the vibration <laughs> against the bowl like startles them a little yes. bit and it's enough to like snap them out of that you state can do that from across the room too mm -hmm. like yeah yeah sabrina i place the kennel inside the car weather permitting works wonders for puppy training inside the car for probably for oh yeah for like when you're driving and stuff or is it just for crying it out? <laughs> oh maybe so, like you're just going to be in this kennel yeah and i don't have to listen to you and i don't have to listen to you and you're going to be quiet and settle yeah. Sometimes they have to self-soothe. They, they have do. to learn how to self-soothe. It takes time. Mm -hmm. 
That's what we do with duration. We have a dog on place who's literally like drooling over themselves, like, and we just like you're yeah, gonna stay have place. to process. Yeah, they have to process it. Um, Joyful dog said, "Oh, and ask for puppy during the day quiet out method. We'll vomit two or three times being worked up. Oh, yeah. So you're better off interrupting it before yeah. it escalates to that point. Then, um." That could be a tough one. But it's whining is seriously whining is so tough. And it's different for like every dog almost. It is. It's like really difficult sometimes. It's like just one dumb thing that you're like, oh, that worked. Mm -hmm. Kim, it's breaking heel. If not for his neurological issue, I would use the prong, but it is my only option is for a molar voice. He's not horrible, but he's like the kid that you always have to tell him twice. Maybe go back to your foundations with e collar heel then. I feel like you could really clean that up the way we teach e-collar heel. Um, if I took a dog out and they started being reactive, I would be like, okay, I have to obviously address this heel. Like if they were sn just snippy, pulley, or I had to keep reminding them, I wouldn't go for a longer walk. I would be like, let's work on this in front of my house for a little while until it's literally perfect. And then like I haven't taken Kate off property yet because it's like your heel isn't mm -hmm. immaculate in front of my house and around my neighborhood, then you're not going anywhere with me. That's a Privilege, like, yeah. Denise says, I hope Jeff's beginning to feel better. Thank you so much. It's Denise says, What kind of activities do folks like to do with you if you're feeling sick and not able to be active? What should you do to keep them stimulated? I mean, that's why we love place because when I'm sick, my dog is laying on his bed next to me, and he's just like, I'm here till you get better. Pretty much, I like it is what it is. I can't today, it rained all day. My dog's got one chuck it session this morning one walk tonight that's it yeah and normally they swim and run like five times a day but Wes is sleeping i don't think he's tired it's just like they know how to be calm when we tell them to so obviously i don't want it to be an everyday thing that they're not getting activity but right but it's something, on the they, should it's something yeah. they should practice i feel like owners come into the board and train with that same then my dog doesn't really settle and it's like well when have you made them do nothing like how often are you just like you have to just play and do nothing on this place but stay there yeah like i feel like that's one thing that <laughs> um or they're like well my dog chooses where he wants to lay down mm -hmm. right but, but it's like yeah but it's a big difference between you telling them where they should go or them choosing where they want to go true because just because Wes chose to lie down, like he's not in command he could get up and go wander around the house if he wanted to so if i was training him and he was still in the we have to build this belief system phase of his training i wouldn't allow that like no go to your bed and if you get up you're gonna get it correctly so depends on the stage of training you're at for sure he's earned the freedom to free roam my house he's a good dog now but in the beginning no <laughs> no um david said he is walking off leash and in the backyard when he gets close to the property line i say no and he comes we'll be in touch soon Awesome. Hey, that's awesome. Are we a fan of using tone on the e-collar for recall? No, we don't. Use we it. don't use it, and it's not that we're like against it. Yeah, I mean, we just would rather our voice be the most powerful thing. It's one recall, just because of what if the e-collar dies yeah. or it's broken or you forgot to turn it on that day, God forbid, and now the dog will only respond to like tone. I don't know. I would just, I just want my voice to be the most powerful thing because. I always have it unless I have laryngitis. <laughs> but in that case, my dog knows if he feels stim, like, stim means come back. back. Yes, exactly. I was going to say that too, because that's how we do the off leash and grow a bubble around us. It's like stim means you're getting too far away in general. So exactly. it's like, you could definitely just stim. Um, but yeah, recall. Like, I, we focus, if we're doing recall during the board and train, it's like four weeks, focus on one word, one pattern. The recall is what it is, period. That helps a lot of dogs, that clarity. Yeah. Um, Sally said, "Great job, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, it's already eight. Holy crap! We have one more question, and then yeah, we'll wrap it up. Eight? Yeah, one hour. Oh, Courtney's like, I'll stay here all night. <laughs> I'm in it. A night see. owl. <laughs> we should maybe do this once a month. I know that'd be cute. I think mm -hmm. so. We can even bring topics to the table. Yeah. Nicole, oops, sorry. I'm pretty sure I ruined our dogs to the treadmill trying to get them on. Any tips to starting <laughs> over from the beginning so I can get them on it for the winter months?" I mean, I guess it depends on the dog because we kind of <laughs> struggle with treadmill like a lot where they are like really petrified and you can totally build it up the way that we do like, I don't know, like the way we do the boxes too, you know, it's like you might have to pull them up, but you can, I did use food, one use little bit at a time or just, it, it really depends on the dog, but just start over and don't, don't stop. 
Like just keep yeah. doing it. Like you, even if you feel like you really messed it up, like get the, get your dogs on the treadmill without it moving. Get them exactly. to want to go up there without it moving, or or not necessarily love it and want to, but a little bit of leash pressure and they will go up. And you can get that by just kind of slowly building up there. I don't know if, if, if they take food, like with Aries, I had to use food to get yeah. onto the thing at first. And then um, I stopped using food. I was just using like leash pressure. And then when she got on it, I would give her food and say, break. And that was, this is all without the treadmill, like even moving. Yeah. I mean, we did post that video, but also Cosmo was like, he was actually really afraid of it at first. I shouldn't even say it was good because he like freaked out the first time I like started him up on the treadmill. So you didn't ruin it. I mean, just go back and keep, keep, just keep at it. Keep trying. Yeah. Go slow. Slower increments, mm -hmm. uh, ask for way less duration in the mm -hmm. beginning. And then, yeah, like, like Courtney said, don't even have it moving to start. And then eventually it's like, okay, one mile an hour. Exactly. Get that dog to take two steps. Okay, and great. You're done. done. Good yeah. job. It's like, that small yeah that small yeah time. and maybe that's going to take a while to even get to that point but yeah if you just take your time with it if you really are dedicated and that's seriously something that you want you can take your time and you can just go real slow and i'm sure you didn't ruin it i'm sure you could you could do it yeah all right guys on that note thank you so much for being here and uh it was so fun we'll be back friday i don't know if jeff's gonna be here but if you want to come back friday we got show friday oh, oh you have a thing friday Oh yeah, that's right. Friday so night. hopefully Jeff will be back Friday night because Courtney's busy on Friday night. But either way, um, I'm hoping we're back to the usual, and then maybe we can just do a monthly show together. Would be so cute. Good. Um, we'll bring cowboy. Yeah, I can have cowboy here. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. Thank you. And uh, make sure you check out the Black Friday specials. They are gonna expire next week. So have an awesome night, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>